0: This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed.
1: We are looking for people that are either just, you know, they're getting their first home, um, they're going to be the first-time water software buyer, or perhaps they've been in their home for a while, they're going to kind of be on their second software. So maybe they're, you know, they're in that... 30 to 60 range, 30 to 55. That's Mike
0: McGowan talking about advertising his water treatment business on local radio. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote the betterment of water quality around the world. This is episode number 261, and this podcast is sponsored by Water Quality Products, providing editorial content and information to water treatment professionals since 1995. Learn more at wqpmag.com. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And please, if you wouldn't mind, leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We're publishing this on April 6th of 2022, and you can find out more at WQA.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you are able, there's still time for you to join us at the WQA Convention and Exposition this week in Orlando. We have a one-day pass available for Friday, April 8th. Learn more at wqa.org convention. In this episode, we will hear from Sam Barron and Mike McGowan. Mike, a dealer in Mankato, Minnesota, is on the WQA board of directors. Sam, a dealer in Wisconsin, is active in WQA. They will discuss their experience with TV and radio advertising for their water treatment business, how they decided which medium was best for them, and some of the lessons learned when it comes to running ads in their local marketplace. Later, we'll have our WQA tip. Now, on to Mike McGowan and Sam Barron on WQA Radio. In this episode of WQA Radio, we're going to talk about advertising yet again. This is the third installment, you might say, of our three-part series on marketing through radio and TV. We talked with Mike McGowan. We talked with Sam Barron about TV, Mike about radio. And now we've got them both on together talking about advertising in general and, again, some of their experiences with TV and radio. So, gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time to to join us on these uh, episodes of WQA Radio. And just give us a sense of the successes and the and the issues or problems or challenges you've had with tv and radio advertising but i i did want to s- kind of start with the idea how do you know what's right for you because mike you've been pretty much radio and sam you've been pretty much tv and you know how did you how did you arrive at that decision that that's where you wanted to go mike first with you
1: well i think that we know who our buyer is we are looking for people that are either just, you know, they're getting their first home, um, they're going to be the first time water software buyer, or perhaps they've been in their home for a while, they're going to kind of be on their second software. So maybe they're, you know, they're in that 30 to 60 range, 30 to 55, you know, try and think of what's going to resonate for a a 30 to 50 year old, um, typically female, Um, uh, you know, the demographics show that it's usually um, the women or a wife, if uh, that makes a decision, financial decision. So, you know, kind of targeted that way, um, you know, test your market too. Uh talk to the reps. They're they're there to help you just like we help our customers, you know, they're, yes, they're salespeople, but for, they should be, you know, leading you in the right direction. Of course, they want you to spend all of your money with just them, <laughs> but you, you know, you, you do need to test your market, know who your audience is.
2: Okay. Sam, how about you? Yeah, unfortunately, it was a little trial and error. Um, obviously, we're third generation, like a lot of the dealers out there. And I know my father-in-law was really big into the yellow pages, things like that. Uh, and we started looking at, you know, asking the questions, how did you hear of us? And and we we, we were getting feedback that it was the TV advertising that was coming more into play. Uh, we had some radio success, but that was real targeted with just certain communities. But uh, unfortunately, we threw a lot of money at it early in, on in the, in the company uh, to find out what did and didn't work. And Luckily, we found one that did, and, and that's what we're sticking with for the last 10 years or so.
0: And and so that consistency, I would think, is, is also very much a part of the whole thing. You can't just do it every once in a while or when you feel like it or maybe when you have a good month, right? This has to be consistent. Sam, you?
2: Yeah, I, I think that's going to be true no matter what platform you're using because uh, we've dabbled with other things like geofencing and things like that. and And everybody told me if you're not sticking with it for at least a year or two, um, it's not going to work, but again, you have to budget the money. How do you justify spending the money for something for two years that you could get better return on what you were doing? So it it, it is a little bit tricky, but yeah, you got to objectively look at it.
1: Mike, any thoughts? I
2: agree. I know we talked
1: about this the last time too, where you know I've always been told a, a rule of thumb on a radio ad is a minimum of three months. You know, six months is probably a lot better, and, and so. But but I'll go back to it. We spoke about jingles, too. A jingle can help there, too, because that's a very consistent part of the ad. Um, I imagine, Sam, you probably show your logo and so forth. So, I mean, people would probably consistently see that would help, depending upon what the message is in the middle. But um, I guess I can't speak to television. We we have done it. It's been a long time. Uh, again, like you said, third generation. You know, it was, my dad did some television. He was second generation uh, but we've always done radio for as long as that, as long as I can remember.
0: You know, Mike, you mentioned jingle, and if if anybody doesn't know what that is, that would be like the little song uh, that's associated with the commercial. Uh, you know, either you know at the end, or perhaps at the beginning, or perhaps both. And uh,
2: Sam, do you use any kind of audio branding that way? <laughs> Actually, it's, it- it's funny when when we do radio, we again we have the kids do it, uh, and the only jingle that we've ever had. Uh, It was actually one that my wife and my sister-in-law sang when they were kids. So when my father-in-law used to do the radio advertising quite a bit more, it was the jingle of my wife and sister-in-law singing. So we kind of have that to fall back on, but that was the only jingle we ever used, but it worked. It was recognizable. Well, if you got, if you got replies or people spoke about it, I think that'd be fantastic.
1: That's if it's something you're using consistently and it resonates with people, like you say that that's a jingle. I mean, in a way. Yeah.
0: What are you saying? What's the message that you're trying to get across in these messages? Is it experience? Is it, uh, is it equipment? Is it, you know, water that tastes good? What what are you trying to promote?
2: With with us, it's it's been kind of one, one real message over the last 10 years or so, and it's going to be different in every market. But most of our competitors are much bigger entities. We've got Aquarius out of Minneapolis, uh, Sterling Water out of Eau Claire. We're talking 10, 12, 15 dealerships each. So we've just been pushing the family. You call us, you get the owner on the phone. You, you, you want to see my kids, they're literally on TV. So we've pushed the, the family entity a lot more than anything else the last decade.
1: We talk a lot about our longevity, too, in third generation, you know, been, you know, we've been on the same corner in Mankato since 1955. You know, I think that that resonates with people that you're not there to just sell them a bunch of stuff and blow out of town. So that's but there again, you know, I think Sam and I, we have that advantage that, that our companies have been around so long. But. I think that if you can build a personal relationship with your customers, you know, if you're a smaller dealer, you know, you're not a a, a large brand to to go to. I think you need to you need to talk a little bit about yourself, and and um, and and I, you know, people want a relationship, and so like Sam, they like he just said, you know, they they've seen his kids grow up, um, and I, you know, in his market, that that's gold.
0: A specific water message, though? Do you do either of you have something that you're trying to communicate about water?
2: With us, it, it gets kind of tricky because uh, I'm also the president of Wisconsin WQA, so everything jumps into my plate. PFAS, lead, all of the, the stuff that I would love to talk about for hours, but unfortunately, we have to kind of drive it home. And, and our biggest area that we cover is going to have a lot of iron in it because they're private wells. So we when we do hit something, it's the, do you want to stop the staining? Do you want to stop you know the yellow spots. So if it's chemistry related, we'd kind of stick to the iron portion.
1: Yeah, Mike, I agree. Actually, we do the same. We have a lot of iron and hydrogen sulfide gas. So what we refer to it as stinks and stains. You know, we're we're here to to do stinks and stains. Um, it, and you know, sometimes we get somewhat you know a little bit more cute with our ads. And you know, uh, you know, around the holidays we have one that will run and basically says, you know. You know the there's a wife's voice and she says you know hey the family's coming for you know christmas and we need to take care of this orange water and you know then the dad's kind of grumbling oh my gosh yeah you know i i don't know i'll figure it out and she's like just call mcgowan you know so sometimes you can have a little bit of fun with that obviously be careful about um you know offending large groups of of your consumers but um you know the that's. I think that's one thing about radio is you can cut a new ad whenever you want. And I, I've spoke about having consistency, but but you can change them quickly.
0: Yeah, a little tougher for uh TV production, I would mm-hmm. think, uh, Sam. Yeah. Well, this oh. has been great. Uh, any other thoughts about strategy or how you imagine maybe the next five years going in, in terms of the direction of your marketing? And, oh, I know, Sam, I also had this question. So, so. You can you can answer this as well. Um, do you run the 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 TV spots on YouTube or anywhere else?
2: Um, I've linked them to our, our we, we our YouTube channel, our Facebook page. They are linked there. But uh, in all honesty, when we look at the views, again, when you talk to a digital marketing person, they're going to tell you everybody's on YouTube and Facebook, and and I'm just I don't see it. But again, I've also talked to dealers in bigger urban areas where they say they only market on Facebook and social media and they're doing great. But every market is going to be that much different.
1: You've got to test your market. You're absolutely right. Just as an example, on print media, you know, everybody will tell you that newspapers dead. A couple of years ago, we ran some coupons, direct mail pieces and uh, and whatnot. And our local newspaper was the best return you know and so you really have to test your market and that ad was focused to that person that was buying their second water software so who reads the newspaper well okay an older demographic so focus the ad towards that older demographic yeah and um and it worked great great
0: you guys i really appreciate your time uh both uh, for this episode but the other episodes as well thanks for giving us your expertise and uh, background and um uh a sense of how and and why it seems to work for you. And, um, you know, maybe it'll be further conversation for the next convention or other meeting sometime. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Wes. Nice to see you, Sam. Thanks, Mike.
0: And that was Sam Barron and Mike McGowan. If you want to hear more, check out episode number 251 when Mike joined us to talk more in depth about radio. And episode 253, where Sam got into more specifics about television advertising. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started, and remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry, This podcast was sponsored by Water Quality Products, providing editorial content and information to water treatment professionals since 1995. Learn more at wqpmag.com. Subscribe to WQA Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud or most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org. Also, learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.